God bless you, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to today's Marksman Prophet. My name is Wilmer Navarro, and I am your host. Today's topic, are you fruitful? What is the fruit of the Spirit? Today's Bullseye Scriptures, Galatians 5, 22 through 25. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such, there is no law. And those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and its desires. And if we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. When you think about a fruit in the natural, it's something that is tasteful, that refreshes the soul. It brings joy. It's something you can share with others. The Bible says you will know them by their fruits. Are you bearing fruit? Spiritual fruit is what I'm referring to. Strong's G Concordance, G2590. Carpos is the word for fruit. It's the fruit of the trees, vines, or the fields. The fruit of one's loins is progeny, his posterity, that which originates or comes from something, an effect, result, work, act, deed, advantage, a profit, a utility, praises, which are presented to God as a thank offering to gather fruit. It's to reap a harvest into life eternal because there's the bible talks about fruit that leads to repentance so let's go into john 15 1 through 8 the true vine i am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser every branch in me that does not bear fruit he takes away and every branch that bears fruit he prunes that it may bear more fruit you are already clean because of the word which i have spoken to you Abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. So you cannot bear fruit of yourself. Fruit is not something that you can do. It comes from you abiding in God. It comes from you being refined by the presence of God and by the word of God. By you going through situations that, that challenge you in your walk. As iron sharpens iron. You're going to go through some things that are going to cause you to bear fruit. But you got to stand the test of time and the test that you go through. Verse 5 says, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. And if anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered. And they gather them and throw them into the fire and they are burned. If you abide in me, my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. By this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit. So you will be my disciples. So one thing here we see that bearing fruit glorifies God. It gives glory to God. But bearing fruit also gives you the ability to ask whatever you desire to the Father in the name of Jesus according to his will and it will be done for you. See how important it is to bear fruit. And if you're bearing fruit, he wants you to bear more fruit. So the Lord's going to prune you. God is always working on our character. Philippians 1 and 6 says, we're confident in this, that the one who started the good work in us will complete it until the time of Christ Jesus. Right now, we're going to the word about fruit. We're going to go into the different fruit of the Spirit. Not fruits, fruit. Matthew 3, 8 and verse 10. Therefore, bear fruits worthy of repentance. See, there's fruits that lead to there's fruits that lead to repentance. And even now the axe is laid to the root of the trees. Therefore, every tree which does not bear good fruit is cut down and is thrown into the fire. See, it's very important that we bear fruit so we don't have to go through a process 
of, of being burned, of a process of going through humiliation or being humbled. Bearing fruit is so important. Repentance is something so important in this time and this season. Matthew 7, 17 and 20 says, even so every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit and a good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. And every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Therefore, by their fruits, you will know them. See, they're going to know you as a believer by your fruits, how you act, how you speak, how you forgive one another. How you forgive one another, how you forgive an offense quickly because that is the glory of Come on, a glory to the Lord. When, when, when you forgive an offense quickly, how you do not hold on to offenses, how you choose to walk in love at all times, how you choose to demonstrate forgiveness because a love of God covers a multitude of faults or sins and love of God drives out all fear. Matthew 12, 33 says, a tree known by its fruit, either make the tree good and its fruit good. Listen to that. Or else make the tree bad and its fruit bad. For a tree is known by its fruit. You are a tree. If you do not know that, the Bible calls us trees. In the book of um, Psalms chapter 1, he calls us trees. And, and the Lord calls us trees. And even when Jesus was praying for the man, he said he saw people that looked like trees. When Jesus prayed for the man's eyes to be open. So I'm saying this. The tree needs to be rooted. A tree needs to be grounded in the word of God. A tree needs to be planted it needs to be have the right soil in order for it to grow. It needs water to it for it to be able to grow. It needs to, it needs uh, weeds to be removed, the, the, to be pruned and be refined and corrected. Correction is part of the this walk as a believer. Let's go into the fruit of love. Strong's G Concordance G twenty six is the word agape. It means an affection, a goodwill, a love, a benevolence, a, a, a brotherly love, love feast. Agape is the greatest form of love. Let's go into a couple of scriptures about love. John 15, 9 and 13. As the Father loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love, and if you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may remain in you, and that your joy may be full. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. Love. And as you abide in love, your joy will be in full because you're walking in the characteristic of God. God is love and anyone who's a God is in love. Romans 5 and 5 and then verse 8. Now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who has given, who was given to us. And verse 8 says, but God demonstrates his own love towards us that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Do you know that? Do you know that? The Lord died for you while you were still a sinner. Some people say God doesn't love a sinner. He doesn't love sin, but he does love a sinner. Because here it says in verse 8, but God demonstrates his own love towards us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. 
In verse 5, it says that he poured his love into our hearts. So some people say they can't forgive. It's hard for them to forgive. But you see, love covers a multitude of faults. It says God's love has been poured into your heart. So therefore, you can forgive your brother, your sister. You can forgive those who have done you wrong. You can forgive those who, who caused an offense in your heart. And sometimes they, they might have been having a bad day. They might have been going through some struggles. They might have been discerning something in the atmosphere. They might have been attacked by the enemy in that moment. And then they weren't able to stand. And they took it out on you. You need to forgive. Forgiveness is part of this walk. And remember, this is all, all these fruit of the spirit that I'm referring to today, they all lead to repentance. There's a conviction that comes into your heart when you hear these scriptures. 1 Corinthians 13, 4 and 8 says, love suffers long and it's kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. It's not puffed up. Does not behave rudely, does not seek its own, it's not provoked, thinks no evil, does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails, but where there are prophecies, they will fail. Where there are tongues, they will cease. Where there is knowledge, it will vanish. The Lord was saying in 1 Corinthians 13, love it's the most important thing. Love is a fruit of the Spirit that is first mentioned in Galatians 5. Love. Love never fails. See, when you walk in love and you demonstrate love and you, you forgive, you love. I don't know why it keeps bringing me back to that place of the forgiveness because there cannot be bitterness in, in a believer. There cannot be bitterness in a person who confesses to walk in the ways of God. Love is something that is needed in this hour. The Bible says that the love of many is going to grow cold like wax. Why? Because of an offense. Jesus warns us in that. We got to, this is a year of love. 2022 is a year of love, and we must walk in a greater level of love. We must forgive our neighbor, but also choose to love when people hate us. Choose to love when people persecute us. Choose to love when people ridicule us, when people speak blasphemies about us or speak bad about us, and it comes against our testimonies. We choose to walk in love because love never fails. Prophecies, they're going to fail. They're going to stop. They're going to cease. Tongues are going to cease. Knowledge or words of knowledge are going to cease. They're going to vanish away because when you're in a place with the Lord and you're in a place of love, you have nothing to worry about. You're in a place of security. You're in a place. You know, you know that feeling when you feel loved by your parents or, or a family member or a spouse? Love is so powerful. You know love is the greatest strength of a believer, but it's also the enemy's greatest weakness. Love is our greatest strength, our greatest weapon against the enemy. We overcome evil with good or with love. We love without hypocrisy. Love. Romans 13, 8 and 10. Love your neighbor. Owe no one anything except to love one another. For he who loves another has fulfilled the law. For the commandment, you should not commit adultery, you should not murder, you should not steal, you should not bear false witness, you should not covet. And if there is any other commandment, are all summed up in this saying, namely, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no harm to a neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfillment of the law. Think about that. 
the fruit of repentance, of love. Love does no harm to a neighbor. So when you say you're loving somebody and somebody else is being hurt by what you're doing, are you really loving? You don't harm your neighbor when you walk in true love, right? But love also, when you walk in love, you owe nothing to anybody. So you do stuff willingly, freely, and you give freely. You do not expect anything in return. You do it from the heart. Because there's more delight in giving than in receiving. When you give something from the heart. And love in the Hebrew, the word is ahava. In Greek is agape. Right? One of the words in Greek is agape. But in Hebrew is ahava, which means to give. And when you give something to another person, whether it be financial, whether it be a gift, whether it be an encouragement, whether it be a word, whether it be a song, it brings joy to your heart. So think about that. When God loves on you. Do you know that God loves you? Yes, you that, that is listening to me. I felt to tell you today that Almighty God, He calls you His little child and He bestows on you His love. He says, I love you with an eternal love. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whoever believed in Him shall not perish but have everlasting or eternal life. Let's go into the fruit of of the spirit of joy. The word in Strong's G Concordance 5, 4, 7, 9, the word is chara, which means joy, gladness, the joy received from you, the cause or occasion of joy of persons who are one's joy. Luke 15 and 7 says, I say to you that likewise there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents then over 99, just as just persons, just persons who need no repentance. Listen to that. I say to you that likewise, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 just persons who need no repentance. The fruit of repentance of joy. See, when there's repentance, there, it brings joy because you're known you're being saved. You know, you've been bought at a price. You know, you're being redeemed. Joy is one of the fruit of the Spirit. John 15, 11 says, These things I have spoken to you that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be in full. What is this joy that remain in you that will be in full? The joy of your salvation, the joy of knowing Him, the joy of loving Him, the joy of abiding in His commandments. John 16 and 22 says, Therefore you now have sorrow, but I say you I see you again, but what I will see you again and your heart will rejoice and your joy no one will take from you. The Lord was saying to them, therefore, you they had sorrow because of what he was going through and what they were going through. But he says, I'm going to see you again and your heart will rejoice and your joy no one will take from you. See that joy that comes from the spirit. It's a joy that it comes, it's bared by the Spirit of God, joy. Joy of your salvation, the joy of knowing God, the joy of worshiping God, the joy of praising God, the joy of walking with God, knowing that He has your back, that He is in control, that He is sovereign, that you have nothing to worry about, that joy that is like, man, I got nothing to worry about. God is good, God's taking care of me and my family. God has been providing for me, God, has, I have a roof over my head, God is taking care of me and all of my needs. God knows what I need before even I ask him. I'm just so joyful, so thankful towards him because he's been so good. 
Philippians 2 and 2 says, Fulfill my joy by being like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord and one mind. See, when everybody's in agreement, there's joy. When there's one accord, one mind, and walking in love, not being envious or jealous of, of another person, there's joy. Next one is peace. The fruit of the spirit of peace. Strong G Concordance G 1515 is Ariane. A state of national tranquility, exemption from the rage and havoc of war, peace between individuals, a harmony, a concord. Peace between individuals. The Bible says when a man's walk a man walks righteously before the Lord, he makes him even at peace with his enemies. Security, safety, posterity, felicity. Because peace and harmony make and keep things safe and prosperous. Of the Messiah's peace, the way that leads of peace were salvation. Of Christianity, the, the tranquil state of a soul short of its salvation through Christ. And so fear nothing from God and content with its entirely lot of whatsoever sort that is the blessed state of devout and upright Men after death. Romans 5 talks about that we have this peace in Christ Jesus. Uh, Isaiah 26 and 3 says that he keeps you in perfect peace because your mind is stayed on him. And Philippians 4 talks about that he will give you peace that surpasses all understanding that will guard your heart and your mind will be stayed on Christ Jesus and, and Matthew talks about that his peace he gives to you, his peace he leaves to you, not like the world gives, but like he will give unto you. See, Isaiah 53 and 5 says that the chastisement that he went through gave us peace, brought us peace. We have peace with God. We're able to come boldly to the throne of grace in a time of need. We have the preparation of the gospel of peace in Ephesians 6 and 15. So we see all these different scriptures about peace that the Lord wants us to walk in. Peace is something so important for such a time as this peace is so important solomon walked in peace and he was one of the greatest kings peace is something that is needed because the bible talks about that peace joy and righteousness is what the kingdom of god consists of peace is the word shalom nothing shattered nothing broken it's, it's a completeness it's a wholeness Peace. He, he paid a price for you, for you to walk in peace. And I speak peace to the minds, those who are worrying about things. I speak shalom. I speak peace over you. That there's a completeness, there's a wholeness coming to you, even as you hear the word shalom. And shalom is the way that uh, Jewish people greet. And they also say bye and say hi, shalom. Let's go on to the next fruit of the spirit, long-suffering. I have here the Strong's G Concordance G3115, microthremia, which means patience. It means endurance. It means constancy, steadfastness, perseverance, patience, forbearance, long-suffering, slowness in avenging wrongs. You hear that? Slowness in avenging wrongs. The Bible says, be slow to speak, quick to hear, and slow to wrath. It's slowness in avenging wrongs. Vengeance is the Lord's. So Romans 2 and 4 says, Or do you despise the richness of his goodness, forbearance, and long-suffering, 
not knowing that the goodness of God leads you to repentance. You see, long-suffering that leads to repentance again. You see that here. Hebrews 6 and 12, that you do not become sluggish, but imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. That's another word right there for long-suffering, patience. Uh, 2 Corinthians 6, 11 and 7 says, marks of the ministry. We then workers together also plead with not to receive the grace of God in vain. As with him, you for he says, in an acceptable time, I have heard you. And in the day of salvation, I have helped you. Day of salvation refers to what? Repentance, right? Behold now the accepted time. Behold, now the day of salvation is. We give no offense in anything that our ministry may not be blamed, but in all we commend ourselves as ministers of God in much patience, tribulation, in needs, in distresses, in uh, things, in stripes, in imprisonments, in tumults, in labors, in sleepness, in fastings, by purity, by knowledge, by long suffering, by kindness, by the Holy Spirit, by sincere love, by the word of truth, by the power of God, by the armor of righteousness on the right hand and on the left. So we see here that it talks about long suffering. These, this is a way that we do not um, we commend ourselves as ministers that we go through these things, but there's no offense. We have we give no offense in anything that we're doing what God's called us to do. We we walk in that long suffering. Second Peter 3, 14 and 15 says, Be steadfast. Therefore, beloved, looking forward to these things, be diligent to be found by him in peace, without spot, in blameless. See that word peace again. And consider that the long-suffering of our Lord is salvation. And also our beloved brother Paul, according to the wisdom given to him, has written to you. And consider that the long-suffering of our Lord is salvation. That when you go through long-suffering, it brings you to salvation. It brings you to a place of repentance that you may be able to walk with the Lord. Let me go back to peace real quick. Peace is, there's nothing like a peace of mind. That you have nothing to worry about. And that is given to you through the Lord. When you first give your life to the Lord, you receive a peace that everything is fine. There's no troubles, no worries. Everything is fine. Everything is under control. See, you can have momentary peace in certain things in the world. But when you have a peace of God, it, it really truly surpasses all understanding, knowledge, and anything that you might think... That peace is so powerful. It's it's a powerful peace. It's a shalom peace. Let's go into uh, gentleness, which is kindness. Strong G, G Concordance 5544 is Christosis, which is moral goodness, integrity, a benignity, and a kindness. Colossians 3, 12 and 13, the character of the new man. Therefore, as elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, the bearing with one another, and forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do. So we see here, putting on kindness, mercy. Kindness is something that it, it, it needs to be seen. The Bible says the kindness or the goodness of God leads us to 
repentance, right? We read that earlier. Titus 3, 3 and 7 says, For we ourselves were also once foolish, disobedient, deceived, serving various lusts and pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful and hating one another. But when the kindness, see, the kindness and the love of God, our Savior, toward man appeared, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us through the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us abundantly through Jesus Christ, our Savior, that having been justified by his grace, we should become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. His kindness. He showed us his kindness. When, you're, when Jesus is our Savior, when he comes and he saves you, he shows you his kindness. He shows you his mercy. Have you ever done anything wrong? I don't know if you have done anything wrong and your parent decides to do something good for you. You ever thought about that? God is sometimes like that. With Instead of correcting us, he shows his kindness. He blesses us. He opens up a door. He, he, he has someone to encourage us. And, 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 and we've done something wrong and we sin. And the Lord shows us kindness that leads us to repentance. The fruit of repentance leads us back to his heart. Leads us back to him. He's like, Lord, I'm not worthy. But the Lord says, you are worthy because I'm worthy. And you're holy because I'm holy. And you're righteous because I'm righteous. See, and you're pure because I'm pure. And have you ever felt that? Have you ever felt that? I, I, this is for somebody to, today on this podcast. The Lord wants me to tell you. You're forgiven. But, but, but I sinned. You're saying, I'm, but the Bible says that he has departed transgressions far as the east to the west and he, and he chooses to remember no more. He's thrown into a sea of forgiveness where he chooses to remember no more. Who am I speaking to tonight? Romans 8 and 1 says that therefore now there is no condemnation to those who aren't crazy who don't walk according to the flesh but according to the spirit. God wants me to tell you, you're forgiven. You are washed. You are cleansed. You are purified. God's saying he loves you. He's going to bless you. He's going to open doors for you. God is showing his kindness to you. Kindness. Or his grace. When you fell short, the righteous man falls seven times, but he gets back up. God is showing you his kindness. This is for somebody today that's going to hear this podcast. The Lord wants me to tell you, he's going to show you his kindness to you in this season. Yes, continue to walk in a daily repentance, but he wants you to wants me to tell you. He's going to show you his kindness. He's going to show you his goodness. I was reading Exodus 33. God told Moses that I'm, that I'm going to show you my goodness. It's going to go before you, my goodness, my kindness. When Moses wanted to see the glory of God and the Lord wants to show you his kindness and his goodness because some of you just see God as one who just whips people and, 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 and corrects people. You have a wrong perception of the Father and the Lord is going to show you his kindness in this season, in this time. He's going to show you that he's a good father and you are worthy to receive some good things from the Father. Ephesians 2 and 7 and 9, that in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding Riches of his grace in kindness towards us. You see that? In Christ Jesus. His, for by grace you have been saved through faith. And that not of yourselves. The gift of God. It is not of works. Lest anyone should boast. He's showing you his kindness. He's showing you his goodness. He's showing you that he loves you. He's showing you that the gentleness 
you know, because the next fruit of the spirit is goodness, which I kind of covered already here, right? And um, it, the, the G concordance here, the word, is, I, can't even, I can't even pronounce the word, is A-G-A-T-O-S-N-S-Y-N-E, agastonsni, uprightness of heart and life, goodness and kindness, which is connected to what we were just reading. And I was talking about the goodness. I don't know. God had me connect both of them, the goodness and the kindness and the gentleness. God is a gentleman. There's times that God will uh, cause you, I call it a holy push to get you somewhere. But he is a gentleman. He is patient. And he is kind. So I'm going to stop right here for this week in the Marksman Prophet. Next week, We'll continue in the rest of the fruit of the Spirit. I hope this has blessed you so far. I love you all. Thank you for tuning in to today's Marksman Prophet. My name is Wilma Navarro. Tune in next week for part two. Are you bearing fruit? And what is the fruit of the Spirit? Part two. God bless you. Bye-bye.